0: Hey, church. Hey, welcome to church. Let's all stand up and put our hands together. It's time to worship the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Grace waiting for you, dance like the weight has been lifted, grace said, waiting Yeah place like church to freely worship the lord god almighty and you're in that place right now let's just worship him in this place amen the chains will fall prison shake at the sound of jesus name And lives made whole hearts awake at the sound of jesus name the chains will fall prison shake at the sound of jesus
1: Welcome you to tonight's service, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for your presence in this place. So we come together tonight, Lord, worship your name and give you thanks, Lord, for that freedom that we just sang about, Lord. Come out of the dark just as you are into the fullness of His love, and that's what we have come tonight to do, Heavenly Father, to give you thanks for the fullness of who you are. Lord, we lift your name on high tonight, Lord, in this time together. We welcome those watching from our live stream into this house, Lord, and those obviously in this house as well, Lord, that you would just magnify your name, that your name, Lord, rather, would be magnified tonight, Lord, with your worship, Lord, this time of worship, Lord, that our worship, Lord, will be sweet, sweet, Lord, into your ears, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. Hey church, tonight we're gonna give Him thanks and we're gonna recognize who He is, Amen. With our with our worship, come on, let's sing this together, church. Come on, lift your voice with me, sing it. And I the world, oh, but it could. Because I searched the world and it couldn't fill me. Because man's empty praise and treasures of faith are never enough. And you came along and you put me back together. It's It's not satisfied here in your love. It's here in your love, Lord, that we stand in awe because we have searched the world. We've been up, Lord, the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. It's so true, there's not a place that your mercy and grace won't find me again. That is the goodness of who you are. Lord, you left the 99 and you went looking for me. Many times, Lord, where we find ourselves lost in desperation, maybe, Lord, you're still there. It's because it's who you are, and that's why you're so good. Can you give him thanks tonight, because he's so good. Let's sing about his goodness tonight. Come on, church. Because I love you, Lord. can lift your voice with me. Come on. You... No, it doesn't. No, my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, sing it. Because all my life you have been faithful So all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able
0: Oh, I will
1: sing of the goodness Thank you, Jesus. Come on.
0: I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in the dark.
1: faithful people of god let your voices ring out because all my life you have been so so presence right now. Lord. We can just touch the hem of your garment, Lord, so we sing it out to the glory of your name. Come on, sing it with us. Your goodness is running out, it's running out to me. Oh, come on, grab a hold of it, say.
0: Your goodness is running
1: out, it's running out to me. Running out. We sing it with me, and say, All my life you have been faithful. Come on. So my life, you have been faithful. We just give them thanks. <laughs> so my just right where you're standing give him your give him your prayer of that song of his provision and his protection over your life no matter where you've been there's been a time in your life where you know he had been covering you which is why you're able to stand here today Even though, Lord, we were astray, some of us were just, even we thought we were way too far gone, we're never too far gone from you, Lord, from your reach, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are so grateful, Lord, for your love, Lord, for everything you have done, We're thankful for tonight's time of worship, Lord thankful, Lord, for our brothers and our sisters, Lord, that we get to ring our voices together, Lord, in this battle, and this, that we call, this walk that we call life. So, Father, we are so ever grateful, Heavenly Father, for our time here tonight, Lord, that we're able to shed off the worries, Lord, uh, at the door, Lord, because uh, we're in the arms right now of our ever living Father. So, thank you, Jesus, for this time. Lord, we turn our time now over to you, Heavenly Father. Lord. All my life you have been faithful, and we thank you for that, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Can we give them a shout tonight, church? Can we just give them thanks? Amen. Amen. God is good. Hey, church, why don't you just take a minute just to greet one another? i to welcome you tonight into the house of the Lord. Tonight, your host will be El Gordo y El Flaco.
2: <laughs> you don't have to guess which one is which. It's fine. I know I put on some weight, guys. I'm sorry.
1: El Alto y El Chaparro. I'm El
2: Alto. He's El Chaparro.
1: Hermanos, uh, I left the Spanish button on. Hold on. Brothers and sisters, my name is Michael Romero. I am your worship pastor here at New Beginnings. What an amazing time of worship tonight, amen. We want to thank our worship team. I'm a little partial, but we want to thank not just the team over here, but the team back there that always works hard as well. Can we give it up for our AV team and our production team? Brother Marcos, who's streaming and who's running our camera systems, running literally across the world. We're streaming our services. There are people right now that are watching from Ireland and from the Middle East and from Pacific Asia, they're all over the place. So we want to welcome them into this worship time as well. And of course, all of you, my church, we want to just kind of catch you up on a couple of things that are going on. Hey, church, uh, we want to remind you that just under the canopy out in the mall area is is the perfect time right now to sign up for our Christian education courses if you want to. Re- want to continue to to say. Deepen, deepen your walk with the Lord in any 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 area. Say you want to maybe deepen your walk in theology, or maybe you say, I want to be part of the young people's group, the college and career, 1825. You want to explore something like that. You Maybe sisterhood or brotherhood, uh, those kind of things. Uh, I want you to take a look at that canopy. If there's something that you want to do with fellowship, really, with other brothers and sisters, I want you to take a look into that canopy and talk to the discipleship instructors, uh, our 12-step instructors, um, Brother AJ, who plays guitar on stage, he's actually going to be starting up um, the college and career classes, and that's going to be starting up next week as well. So we want to invite you to please participate in that. We would love to see you guys
2: get involved. And guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're in October already. The year has flown by. October 29th, 6 p.m. here at the church New Beginnings Kids is having their annual trunk or treat. Amen. And I, can't, I, I couldn't think, I can't imagine who came up with the idea of filling entire car trunks full of candy, but they have my vote. Uh, if you guys could come out and uh, donate your trunk, we're going to fill it with candy. You have to stay on the property and give it to kids. This isn't for you guys to take <laughs> home with you guys, okay? This isn't one of those type things. But if you want to donate your vehicle, it's a really, really cool experience for the kids. It allows families to come into a God-centered environment for the holiday, amen, and, and really allows us to have a safe environment for the kids and have them have a good time as well as them uh, have an experience with Christ, amen, and that's what it's all about at the end. So if you're interested in doing that, you can uh, look online on our website you- and uh, please come out. Even if you can't donate a trunk, please come out, bring the family, bring some friends, Uh, Bring someone who doesn't know Christ and and really give them a chance to uh, experience that. Amen.
1: That's right. And we want to please encourage you, if you would love to participate and just get crazy with it, man. Just get crazy and have fun and say, I I just, you don't have to have a nice car. I have a 2010 beat up Honda Accord. And uh, white Lightning. that's the name. White Lightning is there every year and they get crazy with it and they just go crazy. And they they, they just have fun with it. It's not a car show, but they, they just have a lot of fun. So we want to encourage you to please participate. So we, we we need some more cars. We would love for you guys to participate. If you guys want to participate, please sign up on the website app, or you can always talk to Sister Jessica, okay? Um, hey, church, I want to show you a video clip. I want you to turn your attention to the screens real quick.
3: That's my dad. If, if, if I said to him, oh, man. Ah, twisted that ankle, there's some pain. My dad would say, you have no idea what pain is. When I was a kid, pain really hurt. Walk it off. That was my dad's solution to any injury. Walk it off. Bloody nose. Well, walk it off. Diarrhea. Walk it off. Ah. Thanks, Dad. I think it's working.
1: Hey, church, that is Bob Stromberg. Give it up for him. <laughs> Bob Stromberg is going to be the comedian that we're going to be um, feat that is featured at Pastors' 40th anniversary of ministry. <laughs> and if you have not yet purchased your ticket, I would encourage you to do it fast because they are selling really, really fast. And remember that um, there is limited seats available. So if you have not yet purchased your ticket, I plead you, please, and you say, well, I wonder why they're talking about it so much. It's because I know my people. And you guys are going to say, nobody told us. Guys, purchase your tickets. Where? NBCABQ.com forward slash events. Or you can go onto the website under the events and registrations tab. You can purchase them there. Or there's always a table out in the mall um, if you rather pay with cash or a check uh, you can do it that way as well. But I urge you and I plead with you and we really want you there to celebrate 40 years of ministry. It's not about Bob Stromberg <laughs> really that's, that's going to be awesome, but it's about celebrating our senior pastors, uh, pastor Richard and pastor Cindy, who have uh, been with us now for 40 years in this community and the impact that they have made for 40 years. And we're going to celebrate that October 21st. So please, Grab your tickets as soon as you can.
2: Awesome. And okay. October 9th, guys, This that's this Sunday. We're going to be celebrating a child dedication. Uh, register online or you can call the front office. Uh, when we really like to do this, guys, we, we don't uh, believe in baptism for, for our babies. We believe that as a confession of faith, that that's something that should take place when we accept Christ on our own. But what we do believe in is dedicating our children in the service of God and as their parents and as their community, and putting them in the right path until they can make that decision on their own. Amen. So if you do have children that you want to dedicate, we're going to have that October 9th, yep. again, you can register online, or you can call the front office. It is a requisite that you have a kid to dedicate. So don't show up with one without one, and then you, know, you want to dedicate someone else's kid. It has to be your kid, but please come if you do have one. And uh, we would love to celebrate with that with you, Amen.
1: We have to say that for a reason. <laughs> yeah. We have to say that for a reason. Hey, church, so many things happening. So many things happening. We want you to catch up on what's going on in beginnings always in the events and registrations tab online, um, as well as on the app. Look, we have men's Bible study, uh, mighty men of God. If you want to continue to strengthen your walk, Pastor Richard is going to be leading a Bible study. that's going to start on the 13th, and that's going to be at 6 p.m. And so, guys, there's so much going on. Please, please stay on top of what's going on. So I urge you to please do that. And, of course, thank you so much, church. Uh, And I want to remind you that if you haven't yet done so, uh, our tithing boxes are at the doors here. And uh, we want to thank you so much for your faithful giving, church. Again, always, as we always say, thank you so much for what you guys do without your giving. We couldn't do what we do And because of the call that the Lord has placed on all of our lives and the call that he has placed on yours to be a part of it. We thank you so very much for that and for the work that we're doing in the community. Thank you so much uh, for the impact that you're making. And if you'd like to be a part of it, please, you can give online through our app, through the website. It's fast and secure, and it's very, very simple and easy. Or you can do it through our app or texting platform. Or you can do it with a check or cash at one of the tithing boxes around the sanctuary. With that, church, again, thank you so much. And we turn the pulpit in the platform over to our senior pastor. Please welcome pastor richard to the
3: platform thank you pastor michael yes, sir. thank you javier it's scary up here when you have a worship leader and an attorney it's like man is he up here to make sure uh nothing that uh, michael says is misinterpreted <laughs> when i heard that <laughs> comedian i says wow he must be chicano walk it off andale shake it off andale mijo come here <laughs> Just put a little spit on it. It'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, Youth, we want to release you to your class. And you guys have an awesome time. (laughs) Guys, uh, our classes are starting up and uh, it's really going to be good. I do want to remind all the men, men's breakfast this Saturday, men's breakfast. So... uh, Don't forget to bring something with you because last time we came up a little short, and we want to make sure everyone gets enough food. It's because it's a BYOB, and we don't mean bring your own bottle. It's bring your own breakfast, okay? Hey, uh, guys, I I have in this series called "In Quest of Happiness," and what we're looking at is the Beatitudes. We're looking at uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, where Jesus says, "Happy are those." happy are those, God blesses those, and blessed are those. And, and we've been looking at these passages and seeing what God wants to do and how he wants to do that. And today, I want to look at verse 7 of Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, God says, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Lord, I pray that you minister to us and help us to really understand what that means, that we could really grab a hold of that and understand it and live it out, I pray in Christ's name, amen. What Jesus is saying is basically you're gonna get what you live. You're going to get what you give. When you give, you're going to get it back. It's the law of direct return. It's If you criticize someone, you're going to get criticized. If you love on someone, you're going to get loved on. And if you minister to someone, you're going to get ministered back. And and, and if you're really going to be friendly, you're going to receive uh, friendly vibes. And, and you really show mercy. And if you're merciful, you will receive mercy. So What's the right way to treat people? Well, it's to be merciful. To really, really be merciful. So then I guess the question is what's the meaning? of mercy. What is mercy? And I want to try to define that. Mercy is love in action. It's truly God's love being poured out. It's more than just an attitude. It's more than a feeling uh, or feeling sorry for someone. It's, it's literally understanding God's grace and his love. In Psalm 145, verse eight, it says, the Lord is merciful and compassionate slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. It's so important that we understand this and that we see this. And there's four marks of, of mercy that God shows and he talks about and he really lives out and he wants us to be able to see And we want to look at the marks of mercy because the marks of mercy are imprints that you leave in people's life. They're fingerprints that you leave in people's life. They're they're footprints as you walk through their heart, and you bless them, not walk, stomp on their heart, but you walk through their life and you leave these footprints that they always say, my goodness, I was so blessed because that person came into my life. I was so blessed because that person walked across my life and really I came across them. And it's really interesting that we see that and it's interesting that we live that out. Because if you're merciful, you'll be patient with those who are peculiar. You'll be patient with those who are peculiar. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Look, all of us know some peculiar people. Another way of saying that is all of us know some weird people. They're just different. Come on, we all know some different people. We're looking at them. Just look around, okay? But all kidding aside, We all know that one person that's just a little different and they're kind of eccentric and they they do things just completely different than what most people do. Their elevator might not go up to the top floor (laughs) or like they say, they're a taco short of a full Mexican plate. You know, In other words, they they just do things different. Life is different for them. And sometimes because they're a little different and they kind of walk to a different drummer, And they walk to a different beat. Some people stay away from people like that. And they pull away because they go, now they're just too weird for me. And you know what? Thank God no one said that about you. And maybe they did say that about you. And finally, someone came to cross that line and say, I'm going to reach out to you in spite of what everyone else thinks. I want to be your friend because I'm going to reach across that line and I'm going to reach into your life and I'm going to try to minister to you and just be a friend. Because let me tell you something, if you don't have friends, go out and of your way to become a friend. Because when you become a friend of someone it's really amazing what takes place. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14 it says brothers and sisters we urge you to warn those who are lazy encourage those who are timid take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with everyone Man, he's saying, you know what? There's going to be all kinds of people you're going to come across. There's going to be some people that are just completely different than what you might be used to. And some people don't like getting around with people like that. Some people that are lazy, they just need someone to help motivate them and get them charged up. They need some purpose to do something. Some people are not lazy, they're just bored. They're sitting there not knowing what they could do. And if you come alongside and you help them and you teach them and you encourage them, it's amazing what they could do and how they can reach new heights. They just need some encouragement. There's some people that are kind of grumpy and people stay away from them because they're grumpy. But they might be grumpy because you know what? They've been hurt all their life and they've been wounded. And they just think, well, here comes someone else to just add a little bit more salt to the wound. Instead, we need to be that person that shows love, that person that's going to be patient and help those that are a little different, be patient with those that need some help and encouragement and uplifting to really be able to say, you know what, I want to lift you up, not put you down. I want to raise you to a new level and not keep you down where you are. So it's so encouraging that we do that. Another thing, if if we're merciful, if you're a merciful person, it, it, it's important that, that you forgive those who have fallen. We need to forgive those who've fallen. If I'm a merciful person, I'll forgive those. Man, some people, they can't wait to catch you doing something wrong. They can't wait to see you sin. They can't wait to see you kind of backslide. They can't wait to see you mess up and get in trouble and go, ha, ha, ha. It's like a little kid going, ha, 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 nanny, nanny, boo, boo. It's like, oh my gosh, we're adults here. But we don't always act like adults. And sometimes when someone falls, they don't need someone to go put their foot on their throat. Do you remember the, good, the story of the Good Samaritan? And that poor guy, he didn't, he didn't backslide, he got beat up. He was mugged. He was just going down Jericho Road along with all the other people going to the same place at the same time, just minding his own business. But because he was a different race, they beat him up, and they left him for dead. They stole everything he had, even his clothes. And here comes a priest and these two religious people and they come along and instead of going over there to help they go over there and walk over him and walk around him and stay away i i can't get involved i can't i can't i can't get dirty it's like man what's up with that and here came the samaritan he wasn't even the same race and he reached down he threw him up on his pickup truck okay it was a donkey and 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 he took him to the Holiday Inn. We don't know what kind of inn. It was an inn. And he gave him his credit card and said, hey, man, anything that this guy needs, you put it on my card. He gave him a bunch of money. He said, and I'll be back. You know I come through here all the time. I'll be back, and I'll pay. If, if I didn't leave enough money, I'll, I'll come back. He did what he needed to by showing love to someone that was fallen, showing love to someone that was wounded. Man, sometimes when we see someone down, the Christian body sometimes is the only one that shoots its own wounded. Instead of us coming alongside and ministering to them and lifting them up and pouring the the balm of Gilead on them and just minister to them and and lick their wounds and wash their feet and hurt on them and minister to them. Instead, we just look at them harshly and we just criticize them. In the book of Colossians chapter three, verse 13, it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you man, that's a tough one. He's saying, forgive anyone that offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. He's saying, remember what God has forgiven you. Let's be honest, guys. We've done some pretty crazy things, haven't we? We've done some things that very honestly, if we see people doing the things we did, we kind of go like, wow, what's wrong with you? And they say, I'm living like you were. But because, see, we forget from where we came. It's important that we never forget from where we come because then we could offer forgiveness. Then we could offer grace. Then we could offer mercy because we need to remember. And he said, forgive those because God has forgiven you. He wants us to be merciful, to show love and forgiveness to those who have fallen. If we're merciful, I'll help those who are hurting You come alongside and help those that are wounded, help those that are hurting, help those that are needing love and mercy. Sometimes people want justice. I heard a story of this lady who had taken some professional pictures and a photographer took her pictures and and she goes, those pictures didn't do me any justice. The photographer said, you don't need justice, lady. You need mercy. <laughs> that's, that's messed up, man. That's just messed up. But, but see, we need the mercy of God. We need the mercy of God to, to heal the wounded, to, to really heal those that are broken. Look, we, I, I've said it many a times. We never know the hurt that is sitting right next to us. If we were able to see in the spiritual, you would see puddles of blood around some people, puddles of blood of being wounded, because maybe they're going through marital problems, and then they're bleeding out. They're going through problems with their children. Their children are not walking with God, and they're bleeding out. Their parents are not walking with God, and they're bleeding out. Their families are lost and hurting and they're bleeding out. You never know. They might be at the brink of a divorce. They might have just gone through a divorce or a breakup. They might have gone, gotten some bad news about health. They might have gotten bad news about some kind of money problem. They, got, they lost their money. Someone stole their money or, or they have to come up with some money for a bill they didn't even expect. You don't even know the problems people are going through because we learn to hide it real well. We learn to smile real big. How you doing? You know what? I'm doing great. Yeah, the only thing you're doing great at is lying because you're wounded, you're hurting You're broken and you're saying, I don't know if I could deal with this. I don't know if I could carry this. I don't know what to do. You're overwhelmed. And God is saying, I'm calling you to minister to people. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 27, he says, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. He's saying, Help them if you can. Don't hold it back. Help them. Minister to them. Give them a hug. I, I met someone that someone introduced me to in a store. I was at the grocery store, and, and someone goes, oh my gosh, hey, that's my pastor. And when I saw this lady, you could see the brokenness in her. And I said, hi, I'm Pastor Mansfield. My name is Richard. I go, do you mind if I hug you? I'm a hugger. And when I hugged her, she just broke down crying. And I just prayed over her. She had just told me her name. So as I'm holding her, I'm saying, God, let my arms be yours. Minister to her brokenness. Minister to her right now, Lord. Let her feel your love, your grace, your mercy, your wonderful joy. And she was like, man, oh, man, I'm so glad I ran into you and met you and that my friend introduced me to you. People are wounded. People are hurting. And sometimes no one sees it. They don't acknowledge it. They can't see what's going on. We have to keep trying. We have to keep reaching out. Mercy helps those that are hurting. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, it says, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be with that person? It's saying, man, do something about it. Now use discernment. Make sure you're helping someone and not enabling them. Make sure you're really helping them get back up on their feet and not keeping them down where they are. Minister to them. In the book of Judges, chapter 1, verse 24, it says, they confronted a man coming out of the town and said to him, show us a way into the town, and we will have mercy on you. He say, man, we want to show you mercy. We want to extend mercy. We want to give mercy. We want to pour out mercy. It's important that we do that. It's important that we understand that. It's important that we share that. We need to make sure we do that. And another thing, if we have mercy and we're merciful, we'll do good to our enemies. That's a tough one, isn't it? When someone's hurt you and you still go out of your way to help them. Where someone has cursed you, they've come against you, they've spoken about you, they've gossiped about you, they've taken from you, and sometimes people around you go, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep helping them? And you go, because you know what? The grace of God is great, and the mercy of God is forever and ever, and God called me to minister in the gospel of luke chapter 6 verse 33 it says if you do good only to those who are good to you why should you get credit even sinners do that much he's saying sinners are good to other sinners good people are good to other people Look, jump down to verse 35 of luke chapter 6 verse 35 and 36 he goes i say love your enemies Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. He says you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Man, he's wanting us to be compassionate. Compassionate is not showing sorrow. Compassion is saying, I'm gonna do something about changing your situation. I'm gonna do something so that you don't stay the same. I'm gonna do something to take you from that pit and raise you to another level. I'm gonna do something to make this situation better. I'm gonna show compassion. And that's what we need to do. And that's what we're supposed to do. And that's what he calls us to do. And it's never easy when you're dealing with your enemies because our enemies have hurt us. Our enemies have come against us. Our enemies have done things to us that really caused great pain. Our enemies have taken from us and they took the things that we worked so hard for. And if you want to be like God, be merciful. Do good to those who do evil to you. Be a, 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 someone that takes action, not reaction. So be someone that acts upon it, that's an actor, not a reactor. Be someone that's gonna do good in spite of all the evil around you. The best way to eliminate an enemy is to turn him into a friend. And we need to start reaching into their lives and start believing them and start trusting them and them trust us and speak into their life hope and promise and encouragement. Because there's a lot of brokenness in this world. Mercy is love in action. I've said it a hundred times, but hurt people hurt people. When someone's hurting, they hurt people. They don't go out of their way to hurt. It just happens because they're so wounded. They're so broken, they don't know how to get around it. They don't know what to do because they're overwhelmed with their pain that they just want to get whatever they can, whenever they can, and they don't realize that they're wounding you and they're stepping all over you and they're hurting you. And that's why it's so important that we take a stand and we say, I've got to be able to help. I've got to be able to do something. I've got to be able to move forward. We, we need to motivate We need to help, we need to encourage, we need to build up because it's not easy to do, especially when you're the one that's broken and you're the one that's down. And if you minister with people that are broken and down, man, it's exhausting, because you're constantly bending over to pick up, bending over to pick up, bending over to pick up, and you get tired spiritually. You get tired emotionally. You get tired psychologically, and you even get tired physically. But I say in the name of Jesus, keep doing it. Don't give up. Keep pouring out, because people so desperately need it. We live in a lost and dying world, and we're supposed to share the love of Jesus with those that are broken and hurting. Share the love of Jesus with those that are needy. Share the love of Jesus with those that they might have an abundance of everything they need, but they're lacking love. They're lacking hope. They're lacking the presence of God in their life. And they're empty. And it's important that we do that. So we have to motivate. We have to have things. So we need to have a real motive. So what then is the motive of mercy? Well, we we share mercy for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons we share mercy is because God has shown us mercy. He has been so incredibly merciful, amen? Do you realize how much you've been forgiven? Do you realize what you have done and the damage you caused. And yet God in his infinite wisdom and his abundant love reaches down and shakes you off and raises you up. Think of some of the leadership that you have around your life. Think about some of the people that are ministering into your life. They one time were worse off than maybe you were. And yet God in his love raised them up and he polished them up and he raised them to a place that he says, don't you understand what I have for you? Don't you understand what I'm doing for you? Don't you understand that the things that I did for them, I'm going to do for you. So never forget that. Say, man, God has been so merciful to me. God has shown me immense mercy In Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, he says, Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Man, he's saying, I want you to have that childlike faith. I want you to have that childlike insight and outlook to really see things that, Sometimes adults don't see anymore. Children have a way of, of seeing fun in the midst of brokenness. They could look around and see, wow, man, look at look what we could do. They could take any situation and turn it around and bring joy into it. I've been in rooms where death has taken place and a young child walks in and they they go. Oh, mama, I'm sorry you're crying. Let me pray for you. And all of a sudden, it just breaks everyone and like, wow. Look at this kid ministering to us. Children can walk into a room and bring laughter. And you start laughing and you go, wow, I haven't laughed in a long time. Children have a way of doing things that we forget a lot of times. We become too sophisticated. We take ourselves way too serious. We take ourselves more serious than God takes us serious. Man, we need to take him more serious and us less serious. We need to learn to laugh. We need to learn to laugh with people, and we need to even learn to laugh at ourselves, amen? Because let's face it, guys, we do some really dumb, goofy stuff. And if you don't, you don't think so, ask the person next to you. No, no, don't, don't do that. But, but, but we need to be merciful. Because God has shown us mercy. God has been gracious. God has been loving. He's been caring. And another reason we're going to be merciful is because we're going to need more mercy in the future. I need to extend mercy because I'm not perfect, and neither are you. And as much as I want to do things right, guess what? Sometimes I don't. As much as I want to bless, sometimes I don't. As much as I want to take care of the people I love, sometimes I don't. As much as I want to keep doing things that are going to bring glory to God, sometimes I don't. Have you ever done anything really dumb? Have you ever lost your temper? Have you ever lost your temper and you didn't want to lose your temper and you lost your temper and you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And God says, you blew it, that's it, you blew it, get over it. Confess it, receive your forgiveness, and move up and step up and move on. But no, we beat ourselves and we say, I'm no good, I'm an idiot, and oh my gosh, and I'll never change, and oh my God, get over it already. Quit beating yourself up. You're not perfect, no one is. And you messed up. We need to really be able to understand that we're going to need mercy again. So if you don't extend mercy, shame on you. Because God does. He extends mercy to us. He extends it to us and he reaches into our life and he brings wholeness and he brings wholeness to what we are going through. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 13, he says, there will be no mercy for those who have shown mercy. Who have not shown mercy to others so he's saying there's not going to be any mercy if you haven't shown mercy but if you have been merciful God will be merciful when he judges you man aren't you glad about that thank you father I haven't done everything right but thank God I extend mercy I haven't done everything right but thank God I forgive people I haven't done everything right but thank God I keep reaching out that's what we should be saying we should be saying, God, I don't want to do it wrong anymore. I want to do it the way you want me to do it. I want to do it the way that's going to glorify you. I want to do it the way that's going to lift you up. Because we could really do some dumb things sometimes, right? Haven't you ever done some things not even on purpose? Have you ever just messed up and you didn't mean to mess up and you messed up and then you go, oh, my gosh, I really messed up. You're like, what happened? And you're going, uh ugh. And God's going, calm down. He's going, I wish you would have listened to me. But you know what? That's okay. Let's get up, get back up, ask for forgiveness, receive forgiveness, and move on. Because I'm extending mercy, so you need to extend mercy even to yourself. We're hardest on ourselves sometimes. We say dumb things like, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. So who, are you higher up than God? See, we never look at it like that, but that's in essence what we're saying. We're saying, you know what? I really can't get beyond this because I messed up and I am perfect and I never mess up. So, oh my gosh, I messed up. I can't believe I messed up. Me, the perfect one, messed up. No, that's messed up in itself. (laughs) That kind of thinking is all messed up. We need to understand that. God is merciful. Now, that doesn't mean you have a green light to just go sin and do whatever you want. But he's saying, listen to me. If you fall flat on your face, man, turn over and lay on your back and look up and go, good, there's hope, let's get back up. We've got to really trust in God to find strength, trust in God to find hope, to really understand what he's saying. To understand what that means, there are some people that have never been shown mercy. It was just harshness, nothing but harshness, harshness, harshness. And that's why they don't like any form of authority. They, any kind of father figure or mother figure, they get all, oh, shut up. Oh, there you are, trying to be the boss. And then we say things like, you're not the boss of me. It's like, man, guess what? They are your boss. That's why you just got fired, because they had the authority to do that. <laughs> but, but are you with me? Like, who do you think you are? Uh, I own the place. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm your boss. I'm your foreman. I'm your supervisor. I'm your manager. But see, we get into this mindset that we could do our own thing our own way. We need to understand, God, let me extend mercy, because I'm going to need it someday. Let me extend mercy because God extended mercy to me. Let me extend mercy because that's what I'm supposed to be is a mercy extender. I'm supposed to be one who pours out and shares the love of God and the mercy of God and the hope of God. Those of you at home, hear what God is speaking to you. Hear what God is saying. Receive his mercy. Allow it to flow within your household. Do you extend mercy to your fellow Mm. family. Sometimes we extend mercy to other people and not to our own family. Sometimes we extend mercy to people that we don't know quicker and faster than the people we do know. God is calling us to be merciful to people we know and don't know, people we're related to and not related to. He's saying, be merciful That can be hard sometimes, especially when they've been scammers and you think, oh man, are they scamming me one more time? Haven't you ever been taken advantage of and you're really wrestling? Because part of your heart is saying help and the other part is saying, run, run, run away. And you don't know what to do, and you're like, God, help me make the right decision. Help me, God, because I'm so confused, I'm so broken, I'm so empty. God, I need your help. We've got to cry out to God for more help. And then we also need to extend mercy because it makes us happy. God wants us to be happy and he wants to experience that. He says right there, blessed are those. He says, happy are the merciful. He's saying it makes you happy. So it could be the opposite unhappy are the unmerciful. And haven't you seen people that don't extend any mercy, and they're constantly hard on people, and they're judgmental, and, man, they walk around like they've been sucking on a lime all day long. That's like, man, dude, don't you know how to smile? What's there to smile about? Man, don't you know how to be happy? What's there to be happy about? Don't you know how to just look at things differently? Why should I? Why are you even talking to me? And you're like, Man. It's like, because you're my wife, you're my husband, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my coworker, you're my friend. It's like, man, it, it, it gets, you don't even know what to do, how to say it. Man, have you ever met people that are mad because you're happy? You're all happy and you're all, yeah, man. Remember that song by Farrell a few years back? Because I'm happy, uh, da, 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 you know? And and people said, Oh, shut up, turn that stupid song off. Like, man, it's a happy song. I'm not happy. Well, well get happy. Don't you wish you had the power to make people happy? I'd I'd go around all day long and be happy. Be happy. Some people have blamed me before. You don't make me happy. Well, I try. It, it just it, You must be, have the anti-happy virus because I try to make you happy and you're not. Man, there's people that are miserable and they enjoy being miserable. They almost say, I dare you, try to make me happy. You're like, man, there's something wrong with you. So to make them happy, you turn them upside down because that frown turns into a smile. You know, it's like, this is hard. Like, wow, what's going on? Look what he says right there in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Man, he's saying, don't you understand that when you're cruel, it's destroying you? You're not just hurting others, you're hurting yourself. There's some of you that don't know how to forgive. You ought to be merciful simply because it's going to make you happy. It's a boomerang kind of blessing. What goes out comes back. And you need to show your, your mercy and love to some people. You need to be a blessing. You need to help them. You need to encourage them. When I grew up, I used to go to a church that they used to sing this song, And it was Matthew chapter 25 song. And they would sing, Whatsoever you do to the least of my brethren, that you do unto me. When I was hungry, you gave me to eat. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was, when I was, when I was. And they really sing out Matthew 25. And Matthew 25 is talking about mercy. It's talking about pouring out. It's talking about not being judgmental. And it says, I was hungry and you fed me. There's some people that don't want to feed the hungry because they go, well, Chuck is ministering and preaching every Tuesday and every Friday. And he's like a preaching machine, man. He just sits down and he just preaches and preaches and preaches and preaches. And people come in, they're hearing it. And they're kind of like, I'm not even listening. Where's the food? And then they start getting some food in them. And then before you know it, they're listening. And then some people are giving their life to Jesus and others are listening and being part of the 12 step program. And they're getting delivered from drugs and alcohol. Why? Because they start off by feeding them. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. That's why we have a food bank there. It's it's literally a little store. If you've never been there, you ought to go see it. It is so cool the way it's set up. You literally have to go into a door. Like if you're going in a store, they have racks with clothes hanging, and they have shelves and shoes and all kinds of stuff. And they go in there and they get to shop. But they don't have to pay for it. It's for free. They get five items because they're naked and we clothe them. We do what we can to make them have some dignity, to know that they're a human being because we extend mercy to them. What do not say, you stupid idiot? You put yourself in this situation. Do you know that most people are just one paycheck away from homelessness? Do you know that any one of us could be there? We need to show mercy. It says, when I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. Man, the power of water, of just water. We have a big old 500-gallon tank outside of God's warehouse. And they get to go fill up their thermos or, or canteen or water bottle, whatever they have. They get to wash their feet wash their face, wash their hair. just get freshened up a little because they were thirsty and we gave them to drink. I was in prison and you visited me. Some people say, lock them up and throw away the key. Do you know that There's people here that are running ministries that were locked up at one time and now they are serving the King of Kings and they are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. I mention it not to embarrass them of their past, but to glorify God because of their future. Pastor Chuck was in prison. God gave him a vision when he was getting ready to get out. That's how he ended up at New Beginnings Church. God gave him a vision of New Beginnings Church. He never saw himself ministering to the homeless. He thought he was going to be ministering to people in prison. And all of a sudden, God has him doing this amazing ministry now to helping families, not just homeless families, people in our neighborhood that need food, and and we help them. Tomas Maez and, and his wife, Renee, were both locked up at one time. She was in prison and Tomas was in jail and, and here he's studying to be a minister of the gospel. And they're executive directors of Frontline Resurrection Ministry helping women coming out of prison or off the streets and transitioning back into a normal life. And then you have Pastor Chris Cleveland who was in prison after bad decisions in his life and, and ended up going from a corrections officer to being guarded by corrections officers. From guarding people that were doing drugs to end up being a drug dealer and a drug user. But God has a way of saying, guess what? That's what the world's in you. I'm going to change your life. You're not going to be delivering that drugs anymore. You're going to be delivering them from drugs. That's what you're going to be doing. God has a way of changing us. And there's sometimes people try to throw their, their past in their face. Oh, I heard you were in prison. Yeah, I was, man. Just like you're in prison, but not behind walls. You're chained up by your gossip. You're chained up by your wicked spirit. You're chained up by your gambling. You're chained up by your drugs. You're in prison with your attitude and your motives and your conduct are all messed up. But God can set you free. Amen. That's why we go to the prisons. That's why we have a team that goes into the prisons. And if you haven't joined it, you want to join it, talk to Miss Renee. Renee. Because Renee is putting together a team and they go to Grants. And God has opened the door so wide open. First they were going to Grants just for the women. And now that when they get over there, they go, hey, we need you to go into the men's too. And God is doing this amazing work. And I talked to Tomas. I go, how'd it go? Man, I always know when it's amazing because Tomas gets out of his truck and he's strutting, but he's not even on the ground. He's like five feet off the ground. yeah. Pastor, oh my God, Pastor, if you know Tomas, Pastor, you should have seen what God did. Pastor, he's just on fire because God is doing a work. When you were in prison, we visited you. Whatsoever you do to the least of my brethren, that you do unto me. Let us never get so stuck up that we're just into ourselves. Man, that's why if you don't know Jesus, it's so important that you surrender to him. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that, raise your hand, say, Pastor, that's me. I've never done that. Anyone here? Yeah, yeah. Anyone here? Yeah. Praise God. Today's your day. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. Today's your day. So if you raised your hand, stand up, because we want to pray with you and for you. We're going to pray for you. Praise God. Praise God. Would you all say this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Today I realize how much I need a Savior. Jesus Christ, become my Savior. Forgive me and make me new. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hey, come up here. If you stood up, come up here. I just want to give you a a big old high five. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited for you, sis. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Man, how exciting, my brother. What an exciting, exciting day. This is wonderful, wonderful news. We got a Bible and some things for you. Just follow Pastor Chris over there. What's going on, my brother? Amen, amen. Hey, just follow them right over there. Make sure he gets here, Michael. Help him over there. I don't know where you're at. Maybe your, your mercy meter has run out. Maybe you're so fed up with being taken advantage of, you're just tired. And you've been a real crab lately. You've just been ugly. You haven't been merciful, you haven't been kind, you haven't been compassionate, and you're exhausted. And you're saying, just leave me alone already. But God is saying, no, I stand at the door and I knock. He's a gentleman, he doesn't bust the door down. He wants to invite you into his life as you invite him in. Oh, you might already have Jesus, but your mercy has been extended. You're tired. If you want to refill and refuel, I invite you to come to the altar. If you're dealing with another issue, I invite you to come to the altar. I invite you to say to the people that are going to pray with you, this is what I need. So would you stand with me and make your way up? There's people that are going to pray with you and for you. Just tell them, I just need prayer for I, I'm bitter. I'm angry. I'm not forgiving. I don't feel forgiven. I have hate in my heart. I have anger and bitterness, and I don't know how to let go. Just let them know. You don't have to go into detail. Prayer team, get up here and pray with people. Encourage them. Bless them. Help them. Help them get strong.
1: the goodness of God.
3: Sing it out. Oh my life you have been faithful. Oh, God has been faithful. Yes, He has. Yes, He has.
1: Yes, so my life you have been so. so
3: good. Maybe you can even ask someone to pray with you there. With and just say, I want to pray with you. I, I want to stand faithful. with you. Oh,
0: Who Ask the God to minister to you. I love your voice, you have led me through the fire, in the darkest night, you are close like no other, I've known you as a father, I've known known you as as a friend, friend. and I I have been in the goodness of God so my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am will see of the goodness of God.
1: We stand in agreement, Heavenly Father, with every prayer, Lord, represented on this altar. Pour your Holy Spirit over us, Jesus. Come on. Lift your voice with us in the choir. Come on, your goodness is running after. Me. It's running after me. Oh, sing it with us. Sing your goodness. Your goodness is running after. Me. It's running after me. With my life, with my life laid down. I am surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. Me. It's running after me. Sing your goodness. Your goodness it's is running after. Me. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendering.
0: is
1: running after it's running after me cause all my life you have been faithful that's right sing it with us yes all my life you have been so so good Every breath that I am able oh, I will see on oh, the goodness of God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your comfort, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your mighty touch here in this place tonight jesus thank you jesus lord we stand in agreement lord with those brothers and sisters lord that aren't even here tonight lord but they're watching lord they're making an altar in their very own place and heavenly father we stand with them lord for the hurts for the joys of life lord we we say lord bring your comfort bring your peace over them heavenly father and Lord, we say, Come back, that it does come back, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, church, let's continue to worship, church. Come on, we'll breathe out His praise as we breathe in His grace. Okay, come on and sing, Your goodness is coming. Come, it's Your goodness is coming. running, now, God, It's running after it's me. Running now. lift up your voice and say, Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now, I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after. running out tonight with the piercing of the word of the lord tonight when you walk away with tonight prayer and hope amen let's just dismiss in prayer tonight heavenly father we thank you for the work that you've done here tonight lord we thank you for uh, the words spoken lord for your wisdom spoken lord for your comfort lord for your presence and for your peace that surpasses everything that we could ever understand. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Until we meet again here in this place, Lord, we ask, Lord, that we leave this place, but never ever your presence. Help us continue to reach up, to reach in, and to reach out. Father, for the, just to, to further your kingdom, Heavenly Father. We pray these things in the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Church. Be blessed. We'll see you back here again on Sunday. I love you, church.